welcome to the Will You Sit With Me podcast, a podcast all about holding space for questions, conversations, and musings about female friendships and how to navigate them. Welcome, everyone. We're back with another episode, keeping it fun for you today. We feel like we we have been a little, uh, not on the darker side, but just, you know, the heavier side. So we wanted to kind of jazz it up. Uh, lighten it up. It's spring. Like it's, it's spring. T- yes. Time for a fresh perspective. We got a little dark last episode, but like we exactly. liked it. <laughs> yeah. I, I like also how we keep saying these, um, these references to like what time of year it is. And then we keep recording these very out of order for when we're going to release. Them. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So by the time you listen to it, it will be, I don't know, June. maybe there's a new season. There's a new <laughs> season in 2022 because everything is weird now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I personally, like how we started our first episode by saying like new year, new podcast, and it's dropping in April, the end of April. <laughs> hey, you know what? Beginning of Q2 in that corporate yeah. jargon that I love so much. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. But today we are back with an episode that is all about overcoming the distance and long distance friends, which Lydia and I know very well because the majority of our friendship has actually <laughs> taken place long distance, probably what if we've been friends for 10 years Dude, 10 years does that make you feel old (laughs) it makes me feel really old and seven of those years have been long distance so which is truly wild it really is so I feel like we know a thing or two about this topic today which we can't always say for the other topics (laughs) this is one where we're actually like secretly experts (laughs) the other ones were just like here's our hot take (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So we're going to just kind of freestyle about long distance friendships, our experiences with them, some tips and tricks that we found really helpful, maybe some things that haven't been so helpful or that we should feel like are watch out signs because we know that a lot of people, you know, depending on where you are in life and what you kind of have done, you maybe have a lot of um, long distance friends or maybe you don't have that many and it's maybe something that you're kind of feeling unsure about or nervous about coming up in your life because, you know, it can kind of take shape a few different ways. Like maybe you went away for college. And so you have these childhood or high school friends that are long distance friends, or maybe you didn't have that experience, but then you went to college and then you moved away after that. And you have these college friends who become these long distance friends, or feel like what we're really experiencing right now is, you know, once you have friends in the city that you're in, people tend to move away, especially with COVID. So many of my friends fled so many different cities and moved away and became long distance friends to me. So it's all about kind of navigating those friendships in very new ways, which can be really, really hard because all of a sudden you're used to being friends with someone who, you know, you're used to being in person with them. You can just call them up, do whatever you want, whenever you want. And then all of a sudden you have to navigate this whole new way of communicating and staying in touch. And it can be tough to transition that friendship and also just realizing that you have to kind of mourn like the end of a phase of a friendship and then enter into a new one. 
So me and my research, I always have something to say about that. But as we were kind of looking into this topic, we wanted to see what other people were saying as well when it came to long distance friends and friendships that kind of change and grow. And one thing that I really loved, I haven't read this book yet, but now it's going to be on the tip top of my list right behind some other weird books that I'm reading, one being a Harry Styles fan fiction book called The Idea of You that I'm really enjoying. So wanted to put in a quick plug for that one. Oh my God. Wow. I love this. You just like, you know, your reading list is just so expansive. Like it really is. You know, right now I'm reading that. I'm also reading a book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, which is all about like creativity, which is extremely different than that. And then also a book about intuitive eating. So, you know, I really run the gamut on my reading list. Um, I'm just impressed because like, I cannot tell you the last book that I read. It's like actually embarrassing. (laughs) Well, me and my boyfriend and my roommate, we all have a reading competition going on and we want to see yep we want to see who can get to five books the fastest and it's for sure going to be my roommate she is like really blowing the water out I'm trying to read three books at once but it's basically ended up being me being a slug reading each of them very so like um I'm just kind of in the middle of this so it's not time to transition back over (laughs) exactly you're reading three books at the same time mine is just like I've been reading this book called, um, oh my God, what is it called? Uh, now I can't remember. This is <laughs> it's why been so long, you can't even remember. <laughs> also, this is like why I shouldn't like drink Negronis <laughs> and then try to do this. <laughs> it's like everything just goes out of my head. I'm like, yes, hello. Um, no, what is it called? It's called um, something, something Hollywood. <laughs> I'll have to find it. That's not what it is. I can't remember the first part. Um, this was Hollywood. That's what it's called. Okay. But it's, well, it's delightful. <laughs> maybe we'll we'll check back in hmm, maybe six episodes to see how it's going. Yeah, not going to be going well. Let's be honest. I know myself too well. I'll be like, ah, yes. I'll be like, what book? <laughs> yeah. Well, my personal favorite, so my roommate is at three books, which I'm I'm like, how did you Impressive. find the time? How did you do this? Where did you get these? And then my boyfriend is at one book, I say in quotes, because he read the majority of it in 2020 and then carried it in and finished it in 2021 and is counting it, which I think is against the rules. <laughs> um, I also think that's against the rules. I was going to do something. So apparently I do this all the time and it drives Stephen crazy, but I go, okay. <laughs> and I like don't believe him or I think something's like, I'm like, mm, no. And be like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> That's how I feel about that. Yep. I feel the same way. So we'll have to let him know, but I'll give y'all an update on how all three of my books are doing as I finish them within the next year. (laughs) I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Well, I hope that you win. My money's on you. (laughs) Many thanks. Many thanks. Well, so as I was mentioning before, this book is going to skyrocket to the uh, fourth book that I'll read of the year, but it actually sounds pretty interesting. It's called The Psychology of Friendship, which is obviously an interest of ours. So one of the things that I loved is that Anne Moyer, who is a psychology professor at Stony Brook University and then the co-editor of the book Psychology of Friendship, said that research is showing that friendships aren't fragile, but they're flexible, which isn't that such a beautiful statement to think about? Like we, we do sometimes think that they are 
so fragile and we have to be so careful with them. And if they're not like this, they're going to break or whatnot. But it's so true. Like with so many friends, you can just, I I think about my friendships a lot in like phases, you know, Mm -hmm. like I have this one really distinct memory with my friend Jess, who was one of my college best friends, still one of my best friends today. But we went to, we went to college in Washington, DC. So on one of her very last days in DC, before she left, we went to the Washington Monument at sunrise. And I remember we like took in the sunrise and it was such a beautiful moment. But we looked at each other and said like, wow, this is going to be the last time that we ever live in the same city for like, who knows how long, you know? And I feel like Mm -hmm. that was like the, the cut of our like first phase of our friendship. Right. And now we're in the second phase, which is just long distance. She's in New York. I'm in DC and it's like a beautiful friendship still. It's just different. So Mm -hmm. I really liked this notion that they're, they're flexible. No, I love that. And I think that's so true. And one of the things that I think kind of keeps coming up for us in these different ways is I just think that the people who are important in your life, you'll make it work. And Mm -hmm. you like prioritize communication, which I feel like is kind of what we've been saying in a lot of different ways this whole time, like these friendships have the ability to grow and evolve. And even though it feels scary at first, when you move away or like circumstances change or, you know, things aren't the way that they used to be, you do kind of realize that like, oh wait, our friendship means actually a lot more than I even realized initially. Cause it's not tied to just us being close together. It's, it's so much more than that. And there's so many like things that we've shared or things that we still share that like keep us connected. Yeah, I really love that. And I think it's also likewise a way to kind of phase people out. Like if you Mm -hmm. do become long distance, there are some people where you just realize like, we're not going to talk anymore. Like our friendship was based on being together and having experiences Mm -hmm. in person, which is beautiful and wonderful, but it's not necessarily a lasting friendship, which is totally okay. Like we're both, I think, in the camp where we realize that friendships ebb and flow and sometimes people come in for a season and then they leave. And we want to do an episode about that too, because friendship breakups are so tough, you know, and something that Mm -hmm. people just don't talk about a lot, but it's, it's not a bad thing, you know, people just Mm -hmm. change and grow. So, but I think likewise with that, you know, people also take time to adjust to what a long distance friendship is. And I think you also have to just kind of give people a little bit of grace there because it can be hard to have so many changes going on in your life. And then also figuring out like, how do I connect with all of my friends when Mm -hmm. we're not in person anymore? I just think that's really, really tough. Yeah. And I think it's like, I love that Lulu. Cause I think, yeah, when, when you're the friend that moves away, it's so much that's going on for you to kind of like process. But I think it's interesting. And this kind of relates to last episode where we talked about like friendship and COVID, but I feel like early on, like everyone was trying to figure out, themselves. And we were kind of all in that situation of like, okay, what am I, how do I feel about this? Like, what am I, like, what's my stance on this? What do I want to do? Um, but yeah, when you're the person that moves, there's so much that's going on that you're experiencing for the first time and figuring out those friendships is part of it, but it can be hard when you're the person who stays behind or who, you know, nothing changes for you. You're not like, mm-hmm. you know, seeing all of those big transitions and experiencing that firsthand. So it's good to kind of, you know, remember to give people like a little bit of time to settle in and, you know, be patient. Definitely. And I think the other thing too, that can be kind of hard is when you've 
kind of created your friendship around being together and like going to happy hours or workout classes or Mm -hmm. walks or whatever it is that you do together and then transitioning it to like, okay, well then like, how do we stay connected? (laughs) Like now what do we do? And I've, what do we talk about? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I thought that it was so interesting because what I've seen from just talking to my friends and my roommates and whatnot is that like everyone handles it really differently. Right. And even Mm. when you like read articles about how to stay connected during COVID or whatever it is, like so many of the things are like things that I would just never do to feel connected with my friends. So I feel like that's another (laughs) thing. Like you don't have to zoom with your friends and you don't have to FaceTime with them or like start a book club to like have something to talk about. Like it's whatever you want it to be. Like if you feel most connected to your friends by sending them memes or things on Instagram that you always like see and think of them, like that's a way to stay connected too. And that's totally fine. Like you don't have to dedicate, you know, all this time to talking to them like once a week or seeing them the amount that you used to, because that's just like not how it goes. And I feel like you and I have, you know, ebbed and flowed where sometimes we talk like every day. And then other times it's like, oh my God, when was the last time I talked to Lydia? You know? I know. I also feel like you and I are both like massive introverts, which I think is also Mm -hmm. kind of interesting. And maybe, maybe we should do an episode about that sometime. We'll add it to our long Mm -hmm. list, but yeah, there are times where like, I just find like all of this just so exhausting. I'm like the thought of like, even talking to someone I like is like too much. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's been hard for me to like balance that. Like, how do I, like I do genuinely care about them and I want to stay connected, but like after a day of where I feel like I've been such an extrovert and I'm on zoom calls, like for eight hours a day, like the last thing I want to do is like call somebody else, even though I really, 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 really like them. Um, and, and so, yeah, like, I, I love that. My love language is definitely sending memes these days. Like I saw this <laughs> gif of Moira Rose and I thought of you, <laughs> that's, that's where we, where we go with things. <laughs> Exactly. And that actually perfectly segues us into the question of the week and one of the things that I kind of wanted to talk about. And so just for reference, our question of the week is what are some tips that you found helpful in keeping your long distance friends close to you in spirit? So you can think about that a little bit, but one of the things that I had as something I wanted to talk about was just realizing that you know, life can be really overwhelming and really busy Mm -hmm. for people and different seasons that you're in. Like you just said, Lydia, like sometimes you just don't have it in you Mm -hmm. to call them or even I think we need to normalize this, text someone back. Totally with you. Like sometimes I'll just Mm -hmm. like, I'll see a text and I'll just let it sit in my, like, I don't know what you call it, an inbox, I guess. I'll just let it sit there for like days because I'm like, it's so stupid. But even the thought of sending this text is like truly exhausting to me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, I feel the exact same way. And so that was one of my tips with this where like with your close proximity friends, I do think that there is something where like you text them back if you want to hang out, right? Or like you're like Mm -hmm. in more constant communication with them. But when you shift to being more long distance, like it's okay to draw things out without ghosting them, of course. But one of the things too that I think has been helpful is sometimes when you do end up talking to someone, like letting them know, hey, like I'm just in one of those periods where it just 
it's not you, it's me, you know, it's just exhausting. I don't know why it's not Mm -hmm. personal. Like I just have so much going on or I'm just really overwhelmed and I just like need a minute, but like I'll, I'll come back around. But I think sometimes when you do do long distance, you become a little bit like insecure at times. If people don't text you back because even though you know that you can have space it feels like wait like are they not texting me back like are they ever going to talk to me again or like are they trying to phase me out or what it is so just kind of clearly communicating without you don't want to be like weird and like whatever about it like oh yeah I'm just so <laughs> overwhelmed that, like I like talk to like you. we say like don't don't want to overshare don't want to be that person but yeah yeah it's I mean yet again I just have to say communication coming in clutch <laughs> like <laughs> let's just be honest where we're at but like yeah not overshare well while we're in that moment <laughs> yeah like I feel like with us too like we I feel like we went through a season I don't know when this was like maybe like a few months ago where we got into a really good groove where like you would call me in the morning your time mm-hmm. which was like around the start of my day my time and it was like perfect and then one or both of us just got into like a really busy season at work. So when the other person would call, we'd just be like, I have a deadline or like, I'm just like, I, like, I can't, you know, but it was our kind of way to be like, sorry, no. (laughs) Or it would just be like, we both knew we needed to work on this on the weekends. And then I'd kind of just slowly watch the clock wind down and be like, well, Lulu didn't call. So I guess we're good. (laughs) I feel like we did that all the time. All the time. Calendar. I would just sit there and I'd get the notification. I'd just be like, hmm. Like, I don't really feel like doing this, but if Lulu called me, I guess I could muster the strength and I'd be like, Lulu didn't call. All right. I guess we're scot-free. <laughs> so bad. Exactly. But it feels so good when you're on the same page as someone, like even from afar, you know, but it's great. It's like that kept us close in spirit, you know, it did. I love that we were both going through like work insanity together. It's nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, do you have a tip for keeping your long distance besties or not even besties? I feel like some of my long distance friends are just like really good friends Mm -hmm. where I connect with them in a different way because like when you're long distance, you can't just talk about like nonsense like you actually kind of no, have to get to some you substantial have to get, stuff like, the life updates you know mm-hmm. yeah no I agree I have to say like so one of my really good friends from college is like in grad school right now at Columbia um oh my god so proud of you my sweet little Ivy League baby um but that's been like interesting because obviously the time difference is three hours and then she's just been like grad school is like literally insane. Um, -hmm. so we've just been missing each other a a lot. And at first it was like, I wasn't like upset about it, but I was kind of like, Oh, like, I guess I'm not like the priority anymore. You know what I mean? We used to talk all the time. Um, but now it's like, it's nice because we're both pretty busy, but when we do talk, it's just like, it's just so nice for both of us. Just every time we call each other, it's like the expectation that we're going to play phone tag. So <laughs> it's just like anytime someone picks up on like the first call, it's like, oh my God, it's like, wow, this is like the shortest like phone tag ever. We, we actually like connected. So that's been kind of fun. And then one of my other friends from college, we're both like super into old movies. So one thing that we've been doing that's been really fun is we'll like pick an old movie to watch together, but we don't like zoom or anything. We just like watch it at the same time. We'll go like three, two, one, go. 
and then we'll just like kind of text each other throughout like things we think are funny or like send each other memes that we see while we're scrolling on Instagram while we're watching and it's just kind of like it's just kind of fun you know but that's actually been one of the things that I think I've enjoyed the most because for a while I was trying to do like the zoom happy hours with everyone and I was just like overwhelming and I fucking hated it um so I like little things like that where it's like things that I kind of wanted to do anyways, were like, I'll go on a walk and call somebody and like, Mm -hmm. or I'll like clean and call somebody. And I feel like that's been fun for me to find things that like make me feel good or like further my productivity. Cause that's, I feel like one of the things that I can find hard is like, uh, like when it's a long distance friendship, like just setting aside time for that and then feeling stressed about like on the weekend, I know I have to get certain things done, which maybe that's like a weird thing. But if I don't get those done, I feel like unprepared or kind of scattered going into the week. So it's nice to find Mm -hmm. tasks that I need to do anyways, where I can like also connect to people and it kind of has been working well and it doesn't make me feel as like stressed or like antisocial. I think as if I just was like, no, now I need to call this person and like, we will do a FaceTime and we will talk, (laughs) you know, like, I don't want to do that anymore. (laughs) No, totally. And it's funny that you say that because I was kind of thinking something like that, where my roommate, I feel like she loves to have like these scheduled FaceTimes Mm -hmm. with her, her friends. And I'm like, wow, so great that that is like something that you love to do, but I could never, this is just like not the way that I operate and I would freak out. And there's actually one of my long distance friends who she much prefers like to have like a scheduled time that we are going to talk. So like for her, I can, you know, like for you, I can do it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I don't love it because I just, I'm, I'm a free spirit at heart, even though I'm really type A. So like, I I just never know where I'm going to be or what I'm going to be doing. And like, if I want to do something, like I want to do it, but that kind of goes for my friends too, where like, I think with long distance, something else that's really helpful is that like, if you're thinking of someone or if you see something or if Mm -hmm. you just like have this like pang where you're like, I just like really want to talk to them, like just reach out, like don't worry about it too much. Like, even if you haven't talked to them, you know, and I feel like I have like a few friends who are kind of like my quarterly friends, you know, like I talk Mm -hmm. to them like four times a year, once a quarter, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little less. And like, it doesn't matter, you know, It, it doesn't matter that we don't talk all the time. Like what matters is that every time that we do talk, we feel connected. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. that that is something that's really, really helpful to get through your head when you're working with long distance friends, because it's really about that connection at the end of the day and less about like the amount of time spent where with your in-person proximity friends, it's flip-flopped. It's the opposite Mm -hmm. where you are just like spend a lot of time with people, but maybe like, as we've discussed, like half of those, you kind of leave sometimes and you're like, what did I just do? Like, why did yeah, I'm I like, do that? I didn't love that. Wish I had done something yeah. else, but that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm like, I stayed like an hour too long. And then it kind of like ruined the mood for me. <laughs> yeah. But you're like, and I like didn't get anything done. I also feel like I'm so random with like, with for some reason with long distance friends, it's like, well, actually, you know, no, I take it back. It's the same way for either. I feel like I'm very spontaneous. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. it's either like, let's do, let's plan something like way in advance, or it's like, what are you doing now? <laughs> there's no there's no like in between like Mm -hmm. day before I'll be like "Mm, I don't know maybe but if it's like hey do you want to grab a coffee now I'm like yeah sure I guess I can make that work or it's like two weeks in advance I'm like all right I'll I'll, uh, put it in my calendar yes (laughs) 
<laughs> I keep doing this awful thing with all of my in-person friends where I'll say like yes to different hangouts mm-hmm. um, over text that are kind of like two weeks out and then I forget about them and then the time comes and everyone's like so we still on I'm like I had no recollection of what I was supposed to do with you but okay you're like um I guess yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah well I think with that too the other thing that I wanted to mention is like sometimes I feel like with your long distance friends when you do have those catch-ups there's like this weird pressure to also make them really meaningful or long Mm. where I feel like no sometimes we can just have a 20 minute catch-up and that totally works too you know yeah no I think that that's very true and I think for it took me a while to kind of get into that mindset because I think like yeah I'd be like okay like we're gonna like do a a long debrief and we're gonna like go through everything that we missed from the last time we talked and it's like oh no we don't have to do that we can just it's just nice to like talk for a few minutes yeah but I think you had brought up this idea of like distance and jealousy and I'm like I kind of Mm -hmm. had like a thought around that because I do feel like tell me oh I feel like and I don't know if this is the case for you but a lot of my long distance friends actually know each other like we were all friends in college Mm -hmm. and so I think that like jealousy can go a couple different ways like I think you and I talked about jealousy early on like you started college before I did and like I remember Mm -hmm. being like super jealous that like a, I wasn't there because I missed you. And then B, like you were experiencing all of these things for the first time and I was like, not yet, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that was really interesting where it was kind of like, you know, there's that kind of like, oh, that's kind of a weird way to feel, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but now I almost feel like sometimes I get jealous when some of my friends who know each other will like talk and like you know when you're just in those weird phases where like you just keep missing one person like they're Mm -hmm. always busy when you're free and like you're always busy when they're free and like I do kind of find myself getting jealous sometimes when I find out that like oh these people have gotten like super close or like they've been hanging out all the time or they like went and saw each other and I was like wait a minute like (laughs) what about me like I haven't even been been able to get a a hold of you on the phone like uh, can I get a text back motherfucker like what are you doing (laughs) So I don't know. I feel like I've been finding situations like that. And I think it's kind of been like compounded by COVID, but I've noticed that like, that's one thing that I have noticed where I don't think that I'm necessarily jealous of like other people and what they're doing. Like I try not to be, I'm like, oh, I'm happy for them that they're like doing that. And like, I've Mm -hmm. probably have done things that other people are like, oh, that's cool. But I try not to be too jealous, you know, in that way. But I think that is one place where I do have like a a tough time and I kind of get my like I don't know like what do you call it like a little a little green with like a little yes horns come out a little bit right I do feel a little bit insecure you know or like oh does that mean that our friendship isn't a priority or Mm -hmm. is it just that you guys have just been free at the same times or you know what I mean so that's one thing right I do feel like I've been seeing a little bit more yeah and I feel like my this is so funny. We're so similar in some ways and so opposite in others where my friends who are my long distance friends, like no one knows each other. It's mm. I'm one of those. I'm, I'm much better one-on-one than I am in a group. I just, groups are not my thing. So my one-on-one friends, I feel like a lot of what I see sometimes too is them getting together, like with their other 
long distance friends who I know are their long distance friends. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of what you said where it's like, oh, and this is a little bit more pre-COVID, but Mm -hmm. just realizing like, oh, like you guys took the time to plan a trip or meet up or do this and that. And like, hmm, like I want to do that with you too. Like why haven't we done that? that? (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like that's where a lot of my jealousy comes in. But then... I think back and we've talked about this on previous episodes before about how, you know, I'm not really an initiator. So of course I'm sure it's the other person who initiated that idea. And that's why that happened. So post COVID. Amen to that. Yeah. Yeah. Post COVID into right now. That's like my goal is to be an initiator. I don't know if you saw me. I just fell out of my chair a little bit. I don't know what happened there, but I I, I was wondering. I thought that you were maybe like raising the roof, but no, no. I uh, I like misjudged my lean. <laughs> you know, it's okay. It's Sunday that happens sometimes. No, that's also what happens when you have Negronis at three p.m. But here we are. <laughs> I'll put the recipe on uh, this week's Instagram because it was Ooh, quite delicious. You should. you should. It was it was based on a Megan Donovan <gasps> recipe we that she her. did. We love her so much. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'd love to my have favorite. her on the podcast because if anyone doesn't follow her, I think her handle is Megan Donovan, but she has the blog Wit and Whimsy, which is yeah. so great. She's based in New York, Brooklyn, but she does this really fun series on Instagram, IGTV, that's called like Make a Drink With Let, Me. Let's and Make a Drink. Yeah. Let's Make a Drink. Yeah. And it's just so cute and it makes me so happy. And the drinks always mm-hmm. look so fabulous. Um, I've made a couple of them and I have yet to make a bad drink. So she's like, Ooh. she's truly doing God's work with this one this one was really interesting too it's a negroni but it's with like aperol and cherry so it feels like fun for spring (laughs) I like that I like that a little spring twist but you love aperol too so I do it's it's an addiction I did I can't remember who it was a while ago but someone did like a was it like the cut or the New York times? They basically like someone did like a hate, like a hit piece on Aperol. And I was like, mm-hmm. how dare you? Like, <laughs> Yeah. I'm not an Aperol fan. I think I remember that though. It was saying that it was created all as like a PR stunt, right? Was that oh, I didn't read that, that one, about? but they were basically just like, um, Aperol spritz is like not the best spritz. And I was like, I will fight you in the street. Like, <laughs> It is. <laughs> I would I would definitely agree. I don't think Aperol spritzes are the best. No, no. So what do you put in your spritz? <laughs> You're like, I just drink Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is not a spritz, so this doesn't join the fight. But I did go to a gin bar the other day. And basically, they had like over 25 different gin and tonics that you could choose from. And they were incredible. And it reminded me how much I love gin and tonics when they're good gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. So more than a spritz, I think a really good gin and tonic Ooh. is such a good spring and summer drink. You know what? Actually, I may have to join you there because gin and tonics yeah. are like my love, also my love language. I can't remember what yes. I also said was my love language. It was yes. probably something weird, but yeah, that's yeah. my love language. Well, I always love for anyone who doesn't know and <laughs> I don't know why I said that because no one would know this, but (laughs) the reason that I am such a big gin lover is actually because of Lydia and Lydia's family because they are big gin drinkers. And so I didn't drink alcohol until I was 21 because I was a rule follower. And Mm. so once I turned 21... (laughs) Was that the reason? 
still my favorite thing ever, but it's fine. <laughs> we don't have to go into I it. I know. I know. <laughs> I think about I it know, like I'm such regularly. Like regularly. It's so weird that I did that. I don't know. I was like, yeah, bizarre stuff. But essentially I, I ended up going to college, you know, back to college my senior year. I was 21, excited. And whenever anyone wanted to know like what kind of shot I wanted, I'd always say gin. And people would look at me like I was crazy. Yeah, that's a weird I didn't flex. know. Yeah, I didn't know like the context that that was weird. I thought that that was normal. And everyone is like, I think you're a psycho and I'm not sure if I can trust you. <laughs> you're like, you probably can't, but also these are the best shots. Um, I did hear that uh, gin apparently makes you drunk faster. So maybe that's why really? we're more fun. Yeah. Well, it's more like, it's much more complex. You know, it has all mm-hmm. the botanicals in it and it's very just lovely. So I know some people it. think it tastes like drinking a Christmas tree, but- to those people, I I've, say, you are wrong. Like, what gin are you drinking? Because like- I've never <laughs> even gotten a hint of that. Like, especially, this is the thing. I think that a lot of people don't like gin because they've had a really bad G&T, like, rail from some weird bar, you know? And like, yes, I totally agree. I drink yeah. these too, thinking that they were, like, decent. But then you you can't judge a G&T based on that experience. Like, you have to get it at a really good place. Yeah. You have to use fever you tree tonic. The, like, That's the best. The bespoke <laughs> gin and tonic. You have to, like, pair mm-hmm. the type of tonic to the gin, too. Like, not everything yes. goes together well, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's a little complex, but mm-hmm. that's what I think is great about it. And that's why I loved this gin bar so much. And when you come to DC, Lydia, we're going um, to go. It's called when Betsy I come for anyone who's so- been. Shut up. Shut up. I love that even more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you remember when we went to that one like rum bar the last time I was there? Yes. <laughs> we like stumbled into that <laughs> weird rum bar. Like we always have the best like adventures when we're together. <laughs> Uh, we really do. That one's called Cotton and Reed for anyone who's in DC up by Union Market. It's actually really good. My roommate went there last night and she was like, this place is great. <laughs> and you're like, I know. <laughs> like, I know. I, I kind of remember and familiar. it. <laughs> and familiar. Yeah, that's super mm-hmm. fun. Wow, I love exactly. this. Well, this has been Gin and Tonic yeah. Corner. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah. That'll be our next drink. Maybe um, we joke that we do best when we record when I've done some weird research and Lydia has a cocktail in her so <laughs> is it the best or is it more just like it's kind of fun because it's like a little bit unhinged <laughs> I know I'm thinking maybe next time we record we should have G&T's and yes. we can speak to that and then post the recipe that we ended up drinking yeah because I think the biggest thing I learned with the gin and tonics was when I went to Capri for the, our honeymoon, which was super fun. We stayed so at the hotel. Key. When I was in Capri. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, yes. When I was in Capri 5,000 years ago. Um, no, but I found this. Okay. This is actually super embarrassing. Steven doesn't know this. I found this hotel through an influencer. <laughs> he will never know. Cause he always jokes that I'm like so influenced. Um, it's okay. That's how I've been finding all of the restaurants but, that I've been going to lately I mean, through TikTok. <laughs> I won't stop. It's like they have yeah. some great recommendations, but this hotel we stayed at um, was like super swanky, but they had like a gin bar with like, I think they over had, had like over Amazing. 250 different types of gin. And it was like a spectacle when they made the gin and tonic for you because you would pick the gin, 
It was like Mm -hmm. the most I've ever paid for a cocktail. I can't remember how much it was. It was ridiculous. But yeah, they would bring it over and they had like these big, like goblety, like big goblety glasses. Mm -hmm. like the big ice you know that's like crystal clear and then they had like a big spoon and they would Mm -hmm. pour the tonic water down the spoon do you know why they do that because it apparently keeps it so that it's not popping the bubbles so it keeps it like more effervescent yeah and they they put in like they had put in like lemon peel and like juniper berries and thyme and herbs, like whatever was like, would pair well with the drink was the garnish. So that not only were they beautiful, mm-hmm. but they also were like perfectly paired. And all of the cocktails or all of the gin and tonics, they paired with different types of fever tree. So like they have all, the all these different flavors of the fever tree, but they would be like, oh, like we pair this with this one because anyways, so when we came back to the States, I like bought all this stuff and was like, okay, like I get it now. <laughs> like this makes sense. But it was also the best because as part of it, they would give you a bowl full of like olives and potato chips. And I'm like, this is oh. living. like, this is it. Like that's the life truly Italians get it. I'm like, this is, this is how it should be. Like I have gin and I have like potato chips. Like I feel seen. You're like, that's all I need. That's all I need in my yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, if we can find a photo of that, we should post that too because that just sounds um, beautiful. I have a video of them pouring it. Like amazing. This is what I want to see. <laughs> this is the content yeah. that we're looking for. <laughs> Love it. Wow. Well, should we wrap things up? I think so. Let's do it. I mean, we covered gin and tonics almost as much as we covered. <laughs> we talked about friendship. Distance. So clearly there's a connection. Exactly. Although I have made a lot of great friends because of gin and I'll let you ponder that. That will be my thing. I leave this on. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, you know where to find us. Will you sit with me on Instagram? We'll be dropping new episodes every Thursday and thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. We'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>